On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what it really means to be hungry and the only way to satisfy it on Souls Row 2. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. So glad to be with you today. And today we're talking about the idea of hunger and what it means to uh, to be spiritually hungry. And this is a common theme throughout all history where you find great works that speak of uh, people satisfying their appetites in maybe not so good ways or in ways that that never really satisfy. And we find that in in the scriptures, there are so many scriptures that speak about hunger. But just to begin, uh, when we talk about hunger, we, we, we skipped over meekness because we did meekness before. And uh, we'll put a link in, in there for you. But uh, So if you want to know about meekness, we did that maybe a, a month or two ago, meekness, because it really was, was resonant with my heart. But let me say this, if you really want to flourish, if you really want to be satisfied, the only way to, 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 to satisfy, to assuage and fill that hunger is through God. And thus the scriptures put it this way. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And we find that in the scriptures, all over the scriptures, in fact, this this. This uh, verse is resonant in, 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 in the idea of addressing hunger. Uh, we all have these appetites God put in us as part of our creation. And one of our struggles we have is that we try to satisfy those appetites in the wrong way instead of in the right way. And when, when we talk about hunger, uh, let, let me just introduce it this way. This scripture is the answer to the deepest longing of the human heart to be satisfied not with money or wealth or possessions or anything that is fleeting or that doesn't go with you in the grave we seek to satisfy our longings by hungering after money power sex possessions and every kind of immorality and always end up empty the same way empty because none of those things ever make us happy in fact sometimes the more you try the worse it gets doesn't it and the psalmist wrote it this way. He, he, he just said it so beautifully. I just love the way he puts it. He said, As the deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And as we um, look at, as we look at the, uh, the idea of hunger, we're unsatisfied, but Why? Many of us are unsatisfied, especially the older you get, you realize all the stuff I worked for, all the things that I accumulated maybe, maybe you've done very well for yourself. What have they done for me? How have they helped me? But we're satisfied because we hunger for a lot of things. And we find that in, in the scriptures, again, uh, there are so many scriptures that talk about you know prospering, but prosperous ease can be dangerous, and how that when you're full... That's when it's dangerous. That the real test is not when you're suffering from need, but the real test is when you're suffering from from having too much. And we find again where in the scripture, but we find this idea that that we're satisfied or we're unsatisfied rather because we hunger for things like possessions or or 
money or or status or uh, you know maybe we have hobbies that if not kept in in check or balance they become too much where, where they take all of our time and money and energy and and really don't give us meaning entertainments which are not bad in themselves sports which is great right but if 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 all I do is lift sports and never really you know spend time with my family and the people that are important to me then there's a problem and what about hunger for success and significance those things are issues that that we all struggle with we all want success we all want significance but have you ever seen people or maybe you've been through this yourself where it became such an obsession where you stepped on anybody that was in your way and you became someone ugly in that process and there's nothing wrong with any of these things when they are held in balance it is when they consume us to the point that there's nothing left for god that there's a problem what about hunger for sex and violence we don't talk a lot about that today but we should mention it a person might might say to themselves indignantly well i don't hunger for sex and violence in fact i hate those things but what about the idea of indirect hunger right um when i say indirect hunger i mean i mean this maybe you don't crave or maybe i don't crave these things directly like you would never go out and have an affair or you would never go out and just have sex with anyone you want or or do drugs or all these things or or kill somebody but are you entertained by them in movies do you love watching violent movies or movies filled with sex and these are things we have to ask ourselves because all these things are trying in an indirect way to satisfy a hunger that only God in his way will satisfy in us and so we find that that uh, when when we think about God in this way that we we um we have to look to the creator who made us right to the one who really knows us and i've said before and i'll say it again that maybe we can as men we can become gratified by seeing rambo mow down 50 bad guys right with a with a 50 caliber machine gun or Liam Neeson systematically dismantling the human traf- trafficking organization who took his daughter and maybe we get satisfaction out of that or maybe it's a tantalizing spicy reality tv show where with half naked people vying for each other's affection uh, affections and and you know it's all scripted right um to the point where there could be no room and it actually blanks out hunger for god if our appetite is being filled with these things how can we find god how can we really sincerely hunger for god and really be satisfied because if you believe the premise which i know is true in my heart that god is the only one who can satisfy you then it means you have to make room for that hunger so again when we look at that scripture uh we we think about the scripture again and we and we say this that things that were not meant to hunger for right there are things that were not meant to hunger for now let's read it again blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled and we find that this scripture has two pivotal two pivotal words hunger and righteousness and hunger doesn't mean hungering for or rather hu- hunger does not yeah hunger doesn't mean hungering for right uh for certain things right but it's very specific it says righteousness hunger and thirst for righteousness so so this means to us that 
that we're not to hunger for blessing. It's okay to say, Lord, bless me, and you know, I want to be blessed, but to hunger for it, because to hunger uh, implies an intentional uh, kind of pursuit, right? That I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go for the blessing. I'm going to live for the blessing. But it doesn't say, blessed are those who hunger for blessing. God never tells us to hunger for nice things in life, does he? In fact, uh, he's very specific when he tells us not just to hunger, but he tells us what to hunger for. But he also says, don't hunger for this. Don't hunger for happiness. Why? Because happiness doesn't really fill you. It doesn't say in the scriptures we should ever pursue happiness. I, I know that that's part of the American dream, you know, ha- the pursuit of happiness and the whole thing. But that is a cultural idea. Some things, if you chew, if you chase them directly, they will elude you and they will slip through your fingers like sand through, through your fingers, right? And so, so if you look for happiness, you won't find it. But if you look for God, you'll find happiness. That's the idea. But we're also told in the scriptures not to hunger for justice. It's okay to seek justice. It's okay to look for justice and pursue justice. But we're not to hunger for justice. The Bible tells us to seek justice, not to hunger for it. The way that many seek justice today is the opposite of hungering and thirsting after righteousness. They don't do it righteously. They, they will can't, you know, it's the cancel culture. That's how we bring justice. We'll cancel you. We'll sue you. We'll burn down your house. We'll get you fired. We'll throw rocks and Molotov cocktails at you. That's that's the the world's idea of, of hungering for justice, and it never works, does it? And so, so what happens if you put justice before righteousness? You will become someone who fights for an idea of, of, of a better world, right? Of your idea of a better world, but you'll never really know God in the process. And maybe you're watching this and say, well, I don't care about God. Well, you know, God cares about you. That's the point. So blessings, happiness, and justice can only come indirectly as we first hunger for God because He's the only one that can really bring those things uh, to bear in our lives. So, But before we go further, what, what is righteousness not meant here? In other words, um, in other words, what righteousness is not meant here when, when he talks about hungering and, and thirsting for righteousness. So I'll just go through this quickly, but when he talks about righteousness, he means that it doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean morality or good ethics. Be- why? Because anyone can be morally decent. They can have principles. They can have ethics. They can hate abortion. They can love to take care of the earth. They can help the poor and yet have no hunger for God. So righteousness always implies somehow an orienting of our lives, a seeking God. and But it also doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean good works that seek to earn your salvation. Anyone can be a rule follower and still not know God. The prodigal brother was a rule follower supreme. He followed all the rules, but he hungered for justice, not righteousness. But it also is not this. It's not justification by faith. Um, when Jesus says hunger for righteousness, he doesn't say hunger to be justified. A follower of Christ cannot hunger and thirst to be justified by faith because because to be justified is an undeserved gift that God gives us. It's grace, right? He just he justifies us. It has nothing to do with, with who we are. He does it based on who he is. So when you try to satisfy your hunger by, by seeking to be moral, by doing good works, or pursuing justification in God's eyes, you will come up empty every time. In fact, 
You will seek that which you will never find. You will knock, but it will not be open to you. And you will ask, but it will, you will not receive. You will be in a constant cycle looking for the next shiny thing that makes you feel alive, but you'll be disappointed. And that's a sad fact. And so many people have lived like that, and, and they can testify to those truths in their lives. So what does it mean to hunger and thirst for righteousness? Here's what it means. It means to hunger for the righteousness that comes from Christ's sanctification. Now, not justification, right? That's different. Justification is when he declares you righteous and has nothing to do with what you did or who you are. It has everything to do with what he did and who he is. But when we talk about sanctification, it means that that we have submitted ourselves to be transformed by God. Because God doesn't just justify you and put a label on you and say, you're a Christian, you're a follower of me. No, no, he says, I'm going to transform you. I'm going to make you into a real follower of me. It's not going to be just a label or, or some, some external makeup I put on you, but it's going to be for real. And, and we find that it's one thing to be declared righteous and another thing to be transformed into a righteous person. Hungering for, righteous, for righteousness means simply, and we'll get to it here, It means to desire to be free from sin. And I'm trying to find my notes here. I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong place, I think, but I'll just, I'll just do it this way. But uh, it means to, to desire to be free from sin. And somebody put it this way, Charles Quarles. He said, the true disciple hungers and thirsts for righteousness. He longs to live a godly life as much as a starving man or woman longs for the, the next piece of bread or a parched tongue, yearns for a drop of water. And we find in the scriptures that, that when, you, when you desire to be free from sin, that's a real sign that you, are, um, that you are seeking God, that you are wanting to be with God. And, and we find that, and here it is, we, we got it here, but we find that You have seen sin for what it is. You've been there, done that. You have the t-shirt for it. And you're like, I, I know what this is. I know where this world leads. And I know that it will never satisfy. That that sleeping around will never satisfy me. That doing the drugs will never satisfy me. You know, uh, living for, for the eternal high of, of this unhealthy thing I'm doing will never satisfy me. And you come to that conclusion and you turn to God and say, Lord, I want to be free from this. This is what it means really to hunger for righteousness. But it also means this, is to desire to be right with God. And I won't read the scripture, but I give you the scripture there. It's, it's, it's less about doing the wrong things, right? Sin confession. And more about being in right relationship to God. Some people have the mindset, well, you know, um, my idea of righteousness, I just go to confession every week, and then the rest of the week I, I live as I please. But really, when you're right with God, you won't do those things, you begin to grow out of them because he's transforming you. When a person who hungers and thirsts for righteousness sins, they don't see it as a simple mistake or something that they have to confess. They see it as something that has put a strain between them and God. And when we hunger for righteousness, we remove every barrier that keeps us from that relationship with God because we love him. That's what it really means to be a follower of Christ. And But it also means this. It's a, a consciousness that... 
self must be dealt with. And that is a serious thing here because our biggest problem is right in the mirror, right? And self is the part of you that says, mine, me first, my way, I am the God of my own life, I want to do my own thing, don't, don't bother me, mind your business. And when Jesus deals with self, this is why he said you got to deny self if you want to follow me. So he didn't hide the price tags. He says, this is what I expect. But also it means this, a continual hunger for righteousness. Hunger and thirst are more than they seem. And Greek scholars say that hunger and thirst are present participles that imply that this spiritual yearning is a constant longing that will not cease until the disciple fully possesses the righteous character God desires. In other words, hunger is this ongoing thing where where you really want to be with God and where you really want God. And this is what what marks the difference between a true believer and just an inquirer and, and, and someone who just says, I'm a Christian. And only God can do this. This is not something you do in your power or strength. Only God can do this as you submit to Him, to His work in your life. A tiny infant, for instance, can hunger and thirst, but that infant is utterly incapable of satisfying those longings alone. A believer can never satisfy his or her hunger for righteousness in their own strength. They can only submit themselves to God and say, Lord, you help me, fill me, Lord, with yourself. Only God, by His grace, can create the capacity in us to be satisfied in Him. And somebody put it this way, the lifestyle described by the Sermon on the Mount is not the product of mere human effort. It is the result of transforming grace. What a beautiful way to put it. So we're going we're gonna to wrap this up here by just talking about the promise, the promise to the hungry. And the promise is this, they will be satisfied. No other person or force in this universe can make that claim and deliver. Only, only you only you and God and that relationship between you can satisfy that hunger. It has been said that, that the prodigal son, or, or of him, that when he was hungry, he went out and spent all that he had, right? He, he, he blew his inheritance on riotous living, the Bible says, and all these things. But when he was starving, when he was starving, he came back to his father. And that's why I know God loves us all no matter what our journey is. That's the encouraging part of this. That even if you have strayed and run away and, and just really not been maybe where you should be, God loves you so much that He He will fight for you no matter what. And so if you're hungry, hit bottom. And when you're starving, look for God. He's waiting to find you. So until next time, so glad to be with you. And leave a like uh, or or something, you know, leave a comment and subscribe to us. Check out soul02.com and our, our YouTube channel and, and subscribe and recommend it to a friend. So glad to be with you. Till next time, God bless you. 